now that people are working from home, they use Slack, they use Teams, and they think, okay, the organization knows how to protect me. But the sad truth is this misconception and the lack of tools makes these channels prone to attacks. This is the Rain Insights Podcast. I'm Emily Donahue. Today's conversation is all about collaboration. Whether it's through mail, cloud storage, CRM, or messaging apps, collaboration is key to any company's success. Of course, the more ways there are to share digital information, the more chance there is of a breach. One that can have a potentially devastated impact on a brand, businesses, and their customers. Michael Califf is the Director of Strategy and Marketing at Perception Point, part of the RAIN network of companies. Perception Point is a prevention-as-a-service company offering lightning-fast interception of any content-based attack across all collaboration channels, including email, storage, CRM apps, and messaging platforms. Michael Kalov is an expert on cybersecurity and market trends, and he has a deep understanding of the content collaboration and email markets. Michael, thank you so much for speaking with me today about this important topic. Thank you for having me. Michael, what are the key trends that we're seeing with content or collaboration-based attacks? So before I get into the actual trends, I think we should set the tone around what cybersecurity of content means. And I think that the best analogy that, that I use in order to explain it is the flow of content of an organization is, a, is an analogy for the flow of water between reservoirs. And maybe I'll explain it. Uh, let's imagine that you need to move water from a big reservoir to a smaller one. And you need to make sure that the, the water flows uh, as it should. Um, so to do this, you need to build the pipe, right? And to make sure that everything that moves in the pipe is safe. Some uh, tools are used in order to understand there's no water leak in the pipe, that the process is, is secure, that the pressure in the pipe is monitored securely and safely. And some solution even alerts you when something is off. So the content security actually focuses on what happens to the water itself. It has to make sure that the water is clean and clear between the reservoir and make sure that each content that starts from the bigger one to the smaller one, clean and safe. So if we understand that we're focusing on the content itself, on the water, then we can understand what it means and what the trends that are related to it. So first of all, if we map content-based attacks, we, we should focus on three topics. The first one is file file-based attacks, which means like uh, PDF, office files, and so on. The second thing is everything related to links, uh, also called officially or professionally URLs. And lastly, plain text. This is also a form of a content. So I think we start with text-based attacks. And this is something that many people don't uh, are not aware of, actually, that you can be tricked in, uh, by just sending you a, a misleading text message or text uh, email and make you act wrongfully. And the best example I can give you is uh, sending, uh, let's say that someone is uh, posing to be the CFO of a company and send the, the employee, please send me the new funds that we received to this account. And actually this is a, an attacker, not a real uh, employee. The FBI actually called it the BEC, Business Email Compromise in the World of Email, but it happens in various channels and various uh, methods. So this is one. Michael, what are the other two that you were mentioning? So the second one is uh, related to social engineering and focuses on URLs and links usually. 
and this is fishing. And although it's a very old technique and everybody has seen it in the past, we can still see that there are a lot of fishing attacks and the evolution of them are, uh, are of course, the spear fishing and the whaling, which means targeted attacks trying to steal away credentials or even uh, financial funds. The third one I would focus on is everything that is related to evasion, which means taking simple attacks, let's say sending you a malicious file, but not sending it as a plain vanilla attack, sending, oh, please find, attach this uh, exe file, and we all know it's a malware. Uh, no, they're going to do it with an evasion technique. For example, zip it as an archive file. And then you, usually email, email security vendors, but not only, also uh, Office 365 and Gmail cannot open it, and then they actually let it go. And when, they, and when the end user see, sees it, he sees, oh, it's a nice uh, zip file, I can open it. And inside it, they, they have a malware. These are the top three. And of course, we have, uh, you know, the old-fashioned ones that related to zero-days attacks and uh, well-crafted attacks that are focused on actually knowing the targeted users and targeted companies. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, how these attacks come. Uh, anybody who has a cell phone knows that texts are certainly increasing with these kind of phishing attacks. And email is also a common tool used by attackers. Why? You're correct. Text messages is something that we all see now in uh, via SMS or even WhatsApps that include phishing and so on. And email is something that is very focused on businesses and enterprises. And I will focus on the latter because this is my expertise. First of all, we keep seeing these attacks. It's working. People fall for the same attacks over and over again. The attacker says he can do it and just keeps on going and going and until he finds the right victim that will transfer the money or give away the data. So if it's working, uh, the, we should expect that attackers will continue to do it. But if we're trying to understand why it's uh, so successful, I think we should focus on, first of all, the fact that everyone has email. You know, it's so common in your day-to-day work, so everyone needs it. And moreover, you also expect to see this contact come from around the world, from various contacts, various uh, stakeholders. So you would expect to see it from people you don't know. And the funny thing about email also, that even if you don't know the exact address of someone, you can still find out what's what's his address. And there's actually many websites uh, out there that help you find the email. And if you don't know it, by knowing that my name is Michael Kalev, and I work at Perception Point, by looking uh, online, you can find my email address and try to attack me. This also connects to the, the general idea this, that email is generally free, more or less, and you can use it over and over again in order to, to launch attacks. So if I'm trying to do an attack on someone, it, it doesn't cost me more, more dollars if I try to send it two attacks or three attacks or four attacks. It's the same price. Mm -hmm. Moving on to collaboration channels, what is it about those that pose a threat? If we continue with the analogy of water, which I I really like, uh, that we can see that attackers always look for the path of least resistance, like water. So they will always look for the easiest path to the organization. And collaboration channels, they are a perfect fit for this idiom. They will always try and find the best way and the easiest way for them to gain access and, and to achieve the malicious goals. And, and the fact that this is the collaboration challenge is such a, you know, you know, fertile ground for these attacks is related to the fact that many people don't think it's risky. Uh, how many of you will think that the Salesforce can, can pose a threat to your organization or even uh, Google, uh, Google Drive? 
Uh, everyone knows uh, attacks that are related to email, to WhatsApp, but no, not many people are aware of the fact that you can upload the malware to your organization and then it spreads, uh, spreads out. So this is the first thing. And this is also related to the conception that, you know, email is not secured and Wi-Fi is not secured, but, but uh, everything that's related to collaboration between people is, is, uh, in the organization is always safe and always uh, being secured by the IT. And a good example would be, I think, the, everything related to the COVID-19. Now that people are working from home, they use Slack, they use um, Teams, and they think, okay, the organization knows how to protect me. But the sad truth is uh, there's no strong, secure measures. Uh, the fact that this misconception and the lack of tools makes the, these channels prone to attacks. Uh, and I just want to add that if we go deeper and we relate to the content part, we should always understand that in the end, the content that is being shared in WhatsApp or in the mobile and shared in emails also shared in, in collaboration. For example, again, if we use uh, Google Drive, people use Office files and Adobe files between themselves. And as we know, if they come in email, they can be malicious. So this can be the same in the, for collaboration channels. So the usage is, is exactly the same. There's got to be a lot of training for employees involved. Let's talk about the threat landscape that CISOs are currently facing. So security awareness is key, and you're completely right. I think that everyone uh, needs to protect the organization, needs to invest in security awareness and train the employees, but they also should be very educated about the threat landscape. And I always imagine it like an echo. We can always picture it like a, the ripple ring of a raindrop in the lake. So you can imagine that the first threat, the ones that we all know, is actually the basic one, the most common and the oldest one in the trick. And then when it spreads out in the echo, in the water, you can imagine more and more complex attacks. But why I'm looking at it as an echo and not just a, you know, as a flow graph or a chart is because every attack can encapsulate another attack inside it. And, and I'll explain it. I think it's something that uh, should be very, very simple. But in the end, it's very complex because attackers are always evolving. So if we take the basic attack, which is executables, then uh, you can imagine that people get used to have uh, a .exe file in their email and they opened it and they got compromised. Uh, so this is the very basic threat that CISOs faced in the past, but this is not like uh, the typical one that you, can, you will see today. This is the oldest one in the, in the book, but you should be aware of it. The next thing in the echo is everything that related to files and malicious, malicious links. And these are more complex files that are being sent with ransomware or cryptoware. These are files with uh, stronger mechanisms, which uh, act uh, maliciously. It's not just an exe file that you download and it operates maliciously on your, uh, on your endpoint. Afterwards, if you see, so have to look on the threat landscape in general, they go beyond the files and we'll see the social engineering part. And the first one of them is phishing, which I mentioned before. Then it, it has evolved to spear phishing. And the latest evolution is, of course, the BEC, uh, which are the text-based attacks. So you need to be covered with files. You have to be covered with URLs and you have to be covered with uh, text. And the last thing I would like to mention is the uh, use of zero days and end days. For the listeners who are not aware of it, zero days are the attacks that usually 
being uh, developed by, say, APT groups, uh, and some of them are state-funded, and they are trying to leverage bugs in systems that we all use. And these attacks are very, very complex and very, very effective. And we see that if in the past DOD's attacks were always uh, facing state-supported uh, agencies or the, I would say, uh, NSA, FBI, and so on, now we see they are being used even to attack simple enterprises, and it can be even your dairy company or your telecom company. It doesn't have to be something that's related to the government. So CISOs should be aware of, most importantly, of attacks that related to text, related to files, and related to links, but also should be aware of the sophistication of zero days and end days attacks. You're in the business of tackling these problems. How do you do it? First of all, uh, we believe that it's not a platform. We, we sell a service, and I will explain what it means. First of all, that we leverage an holistic approach of detection across all channels and all uh, communication platforms in one threat detection platform. So it means that if you are being protected by a perception point, you can choose to be protected also on the email, on your Slack, on your CRM app, and your Google Drive and everything together, and then you can get a truly holistic view of the threat and you can use these um, harmonies between all the channels in order to secure yourself uh, better. There's no silver bullet in cybersecurity. And it means that we built our platform seven layers. Each of them is, is focused or laser focused actually on securing any different uh, threat. The first layer that we have is actually preventing spam or the basic threats. But the secret source of what we do is uh, we can be divided into three. The third thing is related to next-gen static engines, which are, we would say, uh, engines that are not using dynamic scanning. They are using only uh, signatures and uh, threat intelligence. But we took it to the next level by adding new algorithms and new formulas in order to to uh, prevent these attacks. And our threat intelligence uh, engine is extremely extremely efficient, and we have developed multiple unique phishing engines to prevent any, any type of attacks like this. The second part is the what we call next-gen dynamic scanning. I will focus on the HAP. HAP is our patented uh, technology. It stands for Hardware Assistant Platform. And what it means is that we gain access, and I will not uh, talk about it too much, but we gain access to the CPU-level data. We analyze the actions in the CPU in order to understand how the attack works, and we can identify if there's a deviation for, from what is typical and what should be the correct file, and we can prevent it before it's being delivered. And the third part is related to anti-evasion, and we have multiple engines that uh, actually uncover the attempt to disguise the attack. Imagine that someone tries to attack with uh, malware, but the attacker does not send it via plain email. They're trying to hide it. So how will they do it? They will take a web page, uh, which is malicious, and upload it to a drive. And instead of sending the actual uh, malicious link, they will send the link to the drive, which hosts the malicious link. So this is kind of a vision attack of trying to embed malicious link in another link. Our recursive unpacker knows how to actually unpack it and find the malicious intent behind the clean uh, link. So there's quite a lot packed into that answer, Michael. Can you talk to me about the concept of prevention first? Yes. So in the world of cybersecurity, prevention used to be the holy grail. We, as I mean, as a cybersecurity companies out there, 
trying to prevent the attack from getting into the end user. This is critical when you use technology because you, you always tend to, to feel that employee or the human factor is the weakest link. And if you can try to prevent the attack, meaning not even allowing it to go to the end user, then you can gain uh, you know, the ultimate security. Fortunately, over time, prevention became uh, somewhat of a myth for some companies, and uh, most of them do not believe in prevention anymore, and they took it to another world of, uh, of detection, actually. Well, then talk to me a little bit about detection. So detection means that instead of prevention, meaning that we, as I said, preventing the attack from getting to the end user, detection means I will allow that content to go to the end user, but I will in the background detect and scan the, the file in order to understand if something is malicious. I'll give you an example that is very, very common. Let's say that I'm sending you a presentation, a PPT file, and let's say it's a huge one, like 20 mega. Until today, the technologies out there used to scan it uh, for up to 20 minutes. And no one will tolerate a delay of 20 minutes in their email delivery. It's not efficient and it doesn't make any sense. So many, many companies uh, had to do some kind of a sacrifice and decided to go to detection mode. What it actually means, is they said, I will allow the, the PPT to go to the end user. But in the background, I will do the scanning and identify if there's something malicious in the file itself. What actually happening here? That the user does not feel any any delay, but the, the enterprise is, can potentially be compromised. Now they have to go back to the end user, say, you know what, you got compromised. We're going to delete the, the email or the file from your endpoint and tell you that you're being compromised and we're going to make sure no one else was compromised as well. We at Perception Point believe that the slogan should be different and we believe that, you know, in a way like Justin Timberlake did uh, in his song, we bring prevention back, which means, <laughs> you know, we actually feel it and how we do it, we are focusing on two pillars. First of all, we are using the cloud meaning that we, we can cope with any scale. And we are actually using the cloud not as a slogan, but as a tool to provide b- better security and better user experience. We deploy many, many resources in order to allow that no, no limitation of scale or time will be effective, and which means that we can scan everything online. And if, even if you've been bombarded with thousands of emails in a minute, we will scan it all. So this is the first part. The second thing is related to our technology. Our technology, as I said, is different in its approach. It can cap the scanning in up to 30 seconds. So which means the user will eventually suffer only from 30 seconds delay at most. And I can tell you that on average, our delay for email delivery or content delivery is always lower than 10 seconds. So you can see the difference between 10 seconds plus cloud versus 20 minutes on-prem allows us to go back from detection to prevention. And how do you deploy that solution? What's the training required? So gladly, our system is very intuitive and we always provide it as a service, which means that you don't actually need any training. Usually if prospects or customers want it, we provide it and we have long sessions about it if needed. But usually what happens is that we give access to the system, you get 10 minutes of knowing the system with us, and then you're good to go. So it's very intuitive, very easy, unlike what you would imagine uh, with, you know, new system or installed on your enterprise. So it's very easy and intuitive. It looks to me that part of the toolkit is using employees to be part of the defense. 
Yes. So generally speaking, I believe that CISOs should always uh, use the employees as another security layer. And I'll explain how we do it at Perception Point, but each CISO can think of how they can do it in their organization. So we added a new feature on our application, which is called Report Suspicious. And everything that the employee sees as uh, malicious or suspicious to him, or they don't believe it's something that sh- they should have seen, they can report it with a, with a click of a button without pressing on the content, on the email, on, on anything. And this is immediately being reported to our system, which automatically scans it. And from there, if it's indeed malicious, the content will be deleted and it will be deleted from all across the organization. And if it's not, we will send an alert saying, thank you for submitting this this request. This is safe. You can safely use this content. So I think if CISO will look at the employees as something rather, rather as a source rather than a threat, they will be able to provide better security for the organization. So in the few minutes that we have left, maybe you could give me just one example that uh, worked successfully. I will focus on a Fortune 500 company that we currently protect uh, because I, I know that scale is something of importance for CISOs. We got this client. They uh, actually uh, had very good security in the organization. But now with the COVID-19 and everything relating to remote working, this forced them to use more collaboration tools. They used uh, OneDrive, SharePoint, and Microsoft Teams. And they were surprised to see that the security for these channels was actually very immature or or not to their standards. And they were looking to find ways to protect these channels as they protected their email. So first of all, again, as I said about scale is something that's easy for us in some way, but we provide interesting detection capabilities. And I will speak about a very short example related to a ransomware. Apparently, one of their suppliers was compromised by a malicious file. It was a ransomware which encrypted many files on an endpoint of one of the computers of the suppliers. This ransomware hopped to the Fortune 500 company protected by us to the endpoint of one of the employees. We are deployed in the channel, in the cloud, in the network, but they feel the fact that the malicious ransomware will spread out in the organization and will lock and encrypt many more files. So they gave us the unique features of the ransomware. We tested in our platform. We scanned all the files in the OneDrive and SharePoint, and we were able to find which computers that they weren't aware of were compromised, we marked them, and we told them, you see, these computers are high risk, you should contain the risk and and, uh, remove the threat. So I think this shows you how, you know, a a little crack in the wall can evolve and become a big security risk unless you find a solution that protects it and prevents the spread of the malware across the organization. Michael, thank you so much for that very in-depth understanding of not just the threats, but what Perception Point does to alleviate them. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Michael Kalev is an expert on the cybersecurity industry and has deep understanding of the content collaboration and email markets. He's Director of Strategy and Marketing at Perception Point, part of the RAIN Network. Individuals and organizations turn to RAIN for risk intelligence that cuts through the hype to focus on what they need to know, what to expect, and what to do. You can sign up for RAIN's newsletter and become a member today at RAIN.com.